It's your boy Drew Moore, and I'm back for more talk, baby. It's your boy, Drew Moore. So what I want to do today, I want to put a little twist on this. This is not going to be your average conversation, if you will. Um, we're, going to, we're going to bounce around just a little bit. We're going to stay on topic, but we're going to bounce around men and women today, okay? No matter how home in on one uh, either man or woman, but today I want to do a little collaboration of both. But um, you will see how this you will see how this pan out, and you'll begin to understand what's going on. But I want to give you a heads up now, so if you hear me bouncing around, you'll know why. So I was asked to do this specific podcast because a lot of people have. A misunderstanding. And the misunderstanding is knowing who what is a man. We have all different types of men. We have angry men. We have sad men. We have depressed men. We have mad men. We have hurt men. You have nice men. Joyful men. Meek men. And then you have the one I want to talk about is the gentleman. Because all the ones that I've told you, they are all, they all are men. I'm not talking about little boys right now. I'm talking about men doing men things. They can still be a man and have a different type of emotion than another man. Or they, they go about things a different way. It does not make them less than a man. Okay, because there are men that have laid a real foundation that has been hurt, so they react to the hurt because they haven't been healed from the hurt, they haven't been healed from their past, or whatever the case is. Because I hear a lot of people say, he's not a man if he does it. He's not a man. If he don't pull out your chair, he's not a real man. So, ladies, if you don't get your nails done, are you a real woman? If you don't go get your hair done, are you still a real woman? If you don't put on makeup today, are you still a real woman? Okay, so let's go back. What is a gentleman? A gentleman is one who, who is polite, calm, and considerate towards women. One that ensures that he is chivalrous towards women. This is the definition of a gentleman. The key word was chivalrous. Because, see, a lot of women ask, is chivalry dead? And I often say, no, chivalry has never died. You just change it. You don't require that out of that man. So he doesn't do it. But you'll get a lot of people say, if he's not chivalrous, he's not a real man. 
Because that's not what real men do. But what if you had a man that laid a great foundation for you and, and gave you the best of all the worlds and he just never opened the door for you. He never pulled out your chair. He never opened and closed your car door for you. Does that make him not a man? Is he, is he now a man or is he less than a man now? Because maybe he just wasn't taught on how to be chivalrous. We have to be careful on the things that we say and how we talk down to our male species. Because we often hear how, how women get talked about, you get bad mouth and this and that. But women, you have a you you unconsciously a lot of times downplay the man, and then you expect to have a man in your life. But these men are listening to what you're saying about them. And it doesn't sit very well a lot of the time. Now, men, women love to be taken care of. Women love to be pampered. They like for you to pull out their chairs. It relieves them from having to do all that heavy work. Some of these doors they walk into can be heavy. Why should she have to use all her arm muscles to open and close doors? We're built for that. Open the door. Allow her to walk in first. When you're going out, allow her to exit first. So she don't have to open that door. You pop that door open for her and let her go out. When she's getting into her car, open her car door. Shut her car door. You don't have to slam, but gently shut her car to make sure that her dress or jacket or whatever's that hanging out of the car, make sure you, you make sure it's tucked in and gently shut the door. Women are supposed to be made up of sugar and spice and all things nice. Remember that little, remember that little uh, poem when you were younger? What are little girls made of? What are little boys made of? You know, sugar and spice and all things nice. They're supposed to be sweet. They're supposed to be dainty. They shouldn't have to work as hard because it takes, a, it takes energy from them. They want to be taken care of. Allow them to be that. It makes them feel good. And in return, they should be making you feel good. Happy life equals happy wife. Happy wife equals happy life. Part of having a happy life is means you're having a happy wife. If she's happy, it's going to give you a happy life. Be mindful of these things that's going on. Now, here's the other part I want to talk about. Before I jump down to the children. Ladies. You want a chivalrous man. But you want to be in control. You want to tell him how this is going to happen. Let's, let's get something clear. Being chivalrous is not a requirement. It's out of the kindness of his heart. You can't
can't make him be something that he's not. Now, if that's a requirement that you have, you need to have that conversation with him and let him tell you if he knows how to be chivalrous or not. Some people, some men can learn from a woman if she teaches him the right way and show him how to be chivalrous. Some people just wasn't raised that way. They wasn't raised that way. Their dad didn't teach them. They may not have a dad in the home. How many times have we talked about this? So maybe he wasn't taught how to be chivalrous. So he never seen no man with his mom. He never seen a man open the door because his mom went out away from home to date. So he never seen it. That doesn't make him less than a man. So it may take you as the woman to say, hey, these are the things that I like. These are my requirements. Because I like I, I, I love these type of things, especially when I go out. It makes me feel good. Be vulnerable enough to have that type of conversation. Because when you're teaching somebody, you have to explain to them what it does to you. How it makes you feel. You can't just tell them, you need to open my door. It doesn't work that way. Because he doesn't understand, so now you're just trying to control him. You're just trying to tell him what to do. Because you just want something to be done for you, and there's nothing in return. That's how he's going to take it. You see how fast I'm talking? I'm talking that fast on purpose. Why? Because that's the confusion that men have when women talk sometimes. And he goes, and he gets confusing for him. So the man gives up and says, I'm done. I give up. Being chivalrous is not a requirement of men. It's a type of man. Not a requirement of all men. It's a chivalry is a type of man, if you will. That's not everyone. And if he's not that again, you can teach him that. It's going to take some time because he's not going to learn overnight. It's going to take some practice. It's going to have to be a repetitious thing for him to understand that. So sometimes when you get ready to go to your car door and he's not that over your car door, sometimes you may just have to stay there. You ain't have to say anything. And if you do, you can say, sweetheart, can you open my car door for me, please? Thank you. How hard would that be? Don't be the one to go to your car and just stand with your arms folded looking like, hello? Are you going to open my car door? Like, you think it's going to open itself? That's disrespectful. And it's rude. Communication is the key. So communicate it. You may have to say it 50 times. Sweetheart, can you open my car door for me, please? Sweetheart, can you open my car door for me, please? And at some point, guess what's going to happen in his mind? When you get to walk out the door and go to the car, he's going to hear it in his mind. Sweetheart, can you open the car door for me, please? So he's going to walk over to the door without you saying anything. And he's going to open the door. Because it's plain in his mind now. It's a repetitious thing. It takes time. They say it takes at least about 30 days for something to become a habit. So... It may, take, it may take you 30 days of saying that to him for it to become a habit until it's automatic for him. Sweetheart, can you pull up my chair for me, please? 
Babe, can you pull up my chair for me, please? Thank you. You don't have to roll your eyes. You don't have to stomp your feet because this black girl you show can't be. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to roll your eyes. You ain't got to stomp your, you ain't got to get mad. You ain't got to fold your arms up like, Pleh. I ain't sitting down till you pull my chair out. No, don't do that. Don't do that. We, we, have, we, have, to, we have to give the respect. We have to give the respect. You can develop a chivalrous man. You can create a chivalrous man that don't know how to be chivalrous. It is all the way that you handle it. Do you have that type of time on your hands? Because he can be great in all the other areas. Maybe he does not great in that. Maybe he's the one to sit in the car while you pump the gas. Because that's what he's used to. Because nobody ever required for him to do anything differently. Maybe because the dad was never in his house, he always watched his mom pump gas growing up. So to him, it ain't no big deal. I watched my mom all my life pump gas. You don't know why somebody does what they do. You don't know, you don't understand that. Sometimes you have to ask, have them conversations. When you see it come up, ask in a nice way. Hey, why, why, when I go out and pump the gas, why do you sit there? Did your dad, was your dad in your life? If you know he was in his life, ask him. Did you see your dad do that? Or did you see, did you see your mom on your life pump gas? I, I would like for you to start pumping mine if you don't mind. I, I'd rather for my man hands to smell like gas than my own. Because I like to be dainty with my nails and, you know, I don't want to smell like gas when I got on all this perfume. Whatever, just break it down and help them understand it. It's all about how we communicate. The problem comes in that when men, she's trying to tell you something and you just disregard what she's saying to you, like, whatever, I don't care what you're saying, I don't want to do you do it. That becomes the problem. That becomes the issue. If you don't know how to do certain, certain things, you got to eat crow, keep your mouth shut, and listen and learn. You can't grow on something that you don't know if you're not willing to put in the work. If, you, if you're scared to be watered. Character doesn't build just by anything. Character is built by dirt. When the seed goes, the seed has to be in the ground for it to grow. It's covered with dirt. If a seed is just laying on top of the ground, it's not going to grow like you think it is. Because there's no dirt covering it. A seed has to be planted in the ground, in the dirt. Then it's watered. It's fertilized. Sometimes the dirt may have to be turned over a little bit. You know, you have to till the ground. Don't be too proud to learn. And that goes for both men and women. Don't be too proud. Women, don't be too proud to say something because he may not know. Men, don't be too proud to learn from a woman. Because maybe she had dad in her life. She, she is able to teach you some things. Maybe she's seen that. Maybe her stepdad, her mom, boyfriend was around, whoever. Maybe she's seen that. And that's what she grew up with, knowing how a man is to be chivalrous. And she likes that. That's what he taught her. Now, 
Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the children. What are we teaching our children when it comes to this? Because, see, I'm about to give you both sides of the spectrum. Some of us don't teach our kids anything. And then you expect them to have this expectation of a man, especially your daughters. You expect your daughters to find this man that's going to really take care of them. How if you didn't teach them? How? Women, what are you showing your sons and your daughters? Are you showing them how to be taken care of? Or are you showing them how just to accept anything? Because if they don't see a man being chivalrous to you, your daughters are going to grow up thinking this, this is what she should expect out of a man. And your boys are going to go up saying, I don't have to treat a woman in a chivalrous way. I don't have to respect her to that degree because that ain't what I was taught. Everybody don't operate the same way. That's what. How many times have you heard that? We all not the same person. We don't operate the same way. Maybe that was good for your family. That's what I've seen in my family. What are you teaching your kids? Some of y'all are teaching your kids more than enough and not giving them the breakdown of what to expect. Some of y'all are teaching your kids, oh, open the doors. Uh, he treats you like a queen. You're a princess. He treats you like a queen. He treats you like a queen. And that's what you always get. But you don't, tell, you don't teach her how to treat him. It's always about the man, 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 the man. But you're never teaching your sons and your daughters how a woman is supposed to treat that man. If this man is good to you and he is chivalrous to you and he respects you and he treats you with courtesy and all the above, then, hey, you need to, as a woman, as a girl growing up to be a woman, this is how you treat him. Because I often hear, even on social media, somebody always saying, how the man should treat you. Let your daughter see this. Let your son see this. How he's supposed to treat you. But you never hear how she's supposed to treat him. One person told me, oh, well, that's automatic. That's not automatic. That's not automatic because if they haven't been taught, then the relationship is, 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 is headed in the wrong direction. And it's not headed up. It will easily fall down because there's no true foundation. You can teach them too much and don't, you can teach them the right thing and don't say too much. And it'll, it'll crash and burn. Why? Because you only taught them how to be, how to be treated like royalty. That's the only thing you taught them. You tell them what to receive, what to receive, what to receive, what to receive. But you never told them how to give, how to give. Because it's the, the satisfaction, and the Bible says this, the satisfaction comes from giving, not receiving. The Bible says it is better to give than to receive. It is better to give than to receive. Give, and it shall be given unto you. 
good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? With the same measure ye meet, with all shall be measured back unto you again. Luke 6.38 Everything about, about that is about giving, not receiving. The satisfaction in your blessings doesn't come from receiving. It comes from giving. But we're always teaching our children how to receive, 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 take, take, take. But you're not teaching them how to give. Especially when it comes to our daughters. You're the princess. You're going to grow up to be a queen. Somebody's going to love you. You make sure he does this for you. You make sure he does that. And he does this. And he do everything you see daddy do for mommy, you to make sure. Everything you see he do for mommy, you better make sure. It's your man is doing that for you. I'm teaching you now what you need to get from him. Isn't that our conversation? Let's be honest. Isn't that our conversations? I'm about to say something that I know a lot of y'all not going to want to hear. But it's the truth. The black community is raised differently than the white community. We teach our daughters exactly what I just said. But the, a, a lot of the times, I'm not going to say every single time and every single person out there, but in the Caucasian families, they teach them a little bit different. They teach them how to give, 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 how to give. You take care of your family. You do this for them. You do that for your husband. You do that for your children. It's a woman that takes care of her home. You do this. Now, we say those words. We say those words, but we're not, but we're not, we're not taught them words. We're not, we're not taught that. We don't live by that creed. We live by what we can get. We live by being takers. The more I can get, the better I can feel. But majority of the time in the white communities, they teach the more you give, the, the more you'll get. It's better to give than receive. This is why a lot of times we ask the question, especially women, you ask the question, why always every time they make a little money, they run to the white girl. Because there's two types of people in the world. There's givers and there's takers. Majority of the time, we were raised to take in our community, in our households. Take, take, take. Discount, discount. Let me get what I can get out of you. Not what you can pour into me. You are blessed to be a blessing. But how many of you guys are blessing somebody else? How many of you are blessing somebody's business? How many of you are blessing somebody else's family? How many of you are taking your hard-earned cash and pouring it into somebody else's life? Into their business, into their children. Yeah. I'm, I'm being honest. Y'all know, know how I speak. This is more talk. This is you get real talk here. I don't come to play games. I don't come to sugarcoat. This is what majority of the times you were taught in the black community. This is why we act the way we act. This is how we, why we move the way we move. This is why we say the things that we say. And then we let the rest of the, our lives, we let 
Social media control that. We let society control the rest. So when when celebrities and artists and sports players and all that stuff, when they make more money and get more money, get more money, a lot of times you'll get something to say about attitude, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But you'll get a lot of times because they say, hey, they're takers. So I need to find somebody that's trying to pour into me as I'm going to pour into them. If you want, if you want different, you got to be different. You got to learn how to start pouring. Uh, that's why I ask people all the time when somebody's like, "Oh, they want to date me," or they, "Oh, I drew you the type of." Well, what can you offer me? Friendship, love, and caring. Yeah, it sounds good until the funk hits the fan. When you don't like something I say, are you gonna are you gonna pour into me, or are you gonna run? Or are you going to be nasty? Because things are not always going to be peachy and creamy. It's not. It's not reality. But these are the things that we're teaching our children. And then we say we want families. We want relationships. We want to be married. Well, it starts in the dating realm. So pour into your relationship. This is why I, I don't like when people say, oh, you can be in more than one if you're not married and you're single, you can date multiple men. You can't pour into multiple men. It's impossible to pour into multiple men unless you pour in the wrong thing. You have that much to go around and still have more and still have some left over for yourself? Going into multiple men or going into multiple women? No, you don't. That's why I never agree with that statement. You're single until you're married, and until then you can date around. Well, it's impossible to it's impossible to date around if you're dating for the right reasons. Why? Because you can't give your all into five different men. Because what you're doing, you're going out on five different women. What you're doing, you're just going out dates and taking from them. And men, you're, you're taking from them, you're giving them something, and you're paying for these meals, or whatever the case is, because you think you're going to receive something different from that. Yeah, again, I'm not saying every last single person out there, we know that. But you're mature enough to understand what I'm saying to you, and cipher through what I'm saying. We have to be careful how we date. We got to be careful the relationships we get into. We need to have better communication When it comes to the man, when it comes to the woman, when it comes to our children. Because at the end of the day, our children are watching and they're the next generation. They got to come up and do exactly what we taught them to do. But then you say, I want better for mine. Well, how do you get better? Buying a new pair of joints for your kids is not better. That's teaching to be materialistic. You're not teaching them how to, you're not teaching about their credit. You're not teaching about, about finances early on, about mutual funds and 401k and, and having assets and having liquid assets and, you know, having CDs and stocks and bonds and, you know, all that good stuff. You're not teaching them about that stuff. You're teaching them it's okay to buy a new pair of Jordan because that's what they see you in. Let me go say this line. Huh, now, them Jordan, please. <laughs> You'll say, my kids set for life. I'm paving the way for my kids. Well, yeah, you paving the way for them to have all the money that you that you inherited. 
that you worked so hard for, they bust your behind for, they got it, but they know nothing about it. So if you die right now, they wouldn't know how to control their own money. They wouldn't know what to do. They'll burn right through it because you haven't taught them anything. You haven't taught them responsibility. Having that conversation with them, saying you work hard, you take care of your money, you put it in the bank, and you don't spend it all, it's not teaching them anything. That's teaching them to put it in the bank and don't spend it. Then it's going to sit there. So what are they going to do with it? Mommy, daddy, what are they going to do? We have to be mindful of these things. I told you I was going to bounce around a little bit in this conversation. And I'm cramming all this in within a half hour. But I'm, I'm quite sure that you got exactly what I'm saying. This is pretty important. People, this is very important. We have to be careful how we're raising our children, how we how we handling ourselves, how we handling our men, how we're handling our women. We have to take care of one another. We have to pour into each other, not take. Now there comes a time where you may have to take. Like, you know, somebody may be out of work. Or, you know, something happened, injury, whatever the case is, sometimes that happens, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everyday living. You have to pour into one another. Why? Because if I always pour into you and you only take it, I'm going to run out and I'm going to be empty. And what are you leaving me when I'm empty? What do you get? What, what do I have? So I got to find a way to replenish myself. But if I'm pouring into you and you're pouring into me, we can never be empty. Because we're, 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 we're together. We're as one. If I took, I mean, come on. I take this glass of water and I sit here, right? And I take this other glass, well, cups, I use these. I got two cups and if I start pouring all that in there and then I take this one and pour this one back into there, I can never be empty. But if I continue to pour, 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 and this cup just keep taking, 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 and guess what? I'm going to be empty. And that cup is going to sit there empty. You're overflowing. So you have all the energy to keep going. What do I have? So when you say that you got something to offer to a man, tell him that you can pour into him. But in order to be able to pour into him, you got to understand some things. You got to understand life. You got to understand relationships. Because you need to be able to pour into him so he can feel better. When he's down and out, you should have the right encouraging words to say. To build him back up. And that goes for both, uh, both sides of the spectrum. Men, you got to do this, be able to do this, especially for your women. Because they're sensitive creatures. They're emotional. So they easily get into their emotions. You got to be able to pour back into them. But you have to be able to receive. You, that's the key. Being able to receive. Especially something that you don't know. Be able to listen and take guidance. Nobody says somebody got to be perfect, got all the answers. But if they're trying to express something that they know, listen to them. They're your partner. Your partner in crime. How you going to rob a bank? And then you get there and want to sit back and do all the work and go in the rob and got to drive too, and you just sit there chilling. Now I know that was, you know, but that's the first thing I can think of to come to buy. 
when I said partner in crime. I'm talking about the crime part. <laughs> you know. But yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a tag it's just like a wrestling match. You got tag team matches, you can have a single match, you can have a tag team match. Two on two basketball. Kobe and Shaq. Jordan and Scotty Pippen. You know what I'm saying? You got these you got these things where you partner up. What if one sat on the sidelines and said, nah, I'm gonna let you go ahead and shoot. I'm gonna let you play defense. I'm gonna let you be the point guard. I'm gonna let you do everything. And I'm just gonna chill. You're gonna burn them out. With no substitution? You're in a relationship and you're sitting on the sidelines with no substitution. Because you only care about how you feel. You only want to take. You only want to take. You only want to take. Stop taking. Stop taking. Stop taking. Now, I'm not saying help each other out. I'm not saying don't don't give. Start giving. Don't take. Start giving. Give what you have. Give it. Don't be scared to give. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking, this is not always about money. I'm talking about pour into your relationship. Vulnerability. Building conversations is going to help you. Money conversations. Debt conversations. Credit conversations. Loving conversations. How do you feel about this? Do Would you love me if I did this? If I did that? Whatever the case is. Talk about things. I, you know, have the type of conversations. It's all about how you know a person. I knew a person, a friend of family's growing up. I thought they was just a loving and lo- the most beautiful, loving family. They got children. You know, my family used to go over to their house. We used to go ride their ATVs and be out in the woods hunting and eat, go home and cut deer up and, and, you know, do all that fun stuff, right? And then as the children got older and they all left home, they divorced. Why? You know what they said? My parents told me when I was younger. You know what they said? Because they never knew each other. Why? Because they didn't pour into each other. So they were looking at each other like strangers because their job was to take care of their kids. Now the kids gone, and now they can't take care of one another. So for all of you to say, yeah, this is why I put my child first for any man, you better watch what you say. Because when, them, when that child gone, that man is still going to be there. And guess what's going to happen? Don't be mad when he gets up and leaves because he don't know who you are. Because you spent your time pouring into your children and not your relationship. And see, guess what happened? Your children seen that, so now they're going to go out and do the exact same thing. So the cycle continues. But if they see mom and dad, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, pouring into each other, they'll learn, I have to pour into what I want. have that dainty woman. It takes time. It takes practice. You have them loving children that's going to grow up to have successful relationships that you, you so for them to desire for them to have. They'll, you'll, you'll see that happen. It'll be a fruit of your labor. It'd be bad to break up with somebody after you don't pour it into them. Why would you let somebody else reap the fruit of your labor? Why would you let somebody else reap the fruit of your labor? You know, bust my arms 
come in with somebody for five years until y'all break up. Why? Because it's always because somebody went to you. Pour into me as I pour into you. Pour into me what you have. You may not have a lot right now. Maybe I need to pour a little more into you. That's okay, but pour into me what you have. That way we will never be empty. But if I'm going to pour all I have into you and you just take it because you say, I don't, I, I, I can't give nothing, then guess what? He's going to burn out. It's like a rubber tire. If you don't ever change the tire, that tire is going to burn out. And either a couple things will happen. Either it's going to fall apart. It's going to break. You'll find it coming off the rim. Or it'll have you spinning out of control at some point. And when you hit your brakes, that car is going to slide because the tire is going to fall. Then at some point, it's going to pop. You need to have the may pop. Somebody said, what's may pop? Do car, do tires that may pop at any time. Be mindful. Ladies and gentlemen, be mindful. It is better to give than to receive. It's your boy Drew Moore. And that's it. See you next time.